0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Titan Alumni Talks, a weekly podcast where we talk to alumni about their experiences at Cal State Fullerton and where they are today. For this week's episode, our guest is Monica Hub. She received her bachelor's degree in sociology in 2020, and in this episode, we talk about her unique experiences of learning through a completely online program and why she decided to come back to school to finish her education. Listen to these episodes live on Saturdays at 6 p.m. on TitanRadio.org, or you can binge them on our YouTube channel at youtubecom alumni. All right, so thank you so much Monica for joining us on the podcast today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: All right, so one of the big questions I have for you is your experience at Cal State Fullerton. Uh, You just graduated this year and you mentioned to me that you did it completely online prior to Zoom being the norm. So tell me more about like that experience that you had.
1: Well, I had um, previously tried college several different ways. Um, I did the typical graduate from high school, go to a fancy university, I was a low-income student, so I relied heavily on scholarships and a lot of student loans. I also had a couple on-campus jobs to help um, make my monthly bills. Uh, It was a really rough freshman year. I went to Chapman University, beautiful campus, beautiful university. My intention was to leave um, as a music major. My intention was to teach music, but while I was there, I don't know if it was just, I was young or easily distracted. It didn't work out for me. And then my grandfather got sick uh, here at home in Bakersfield and I decided to come home and and help my grandma take care of him. So I left Chapman U and never went back. Um, I don't regret it. I made really great friends there. My best friends, you know, to this day, I met there on the campus. Um, It was a great campus. It just didn't work for me. Then I migrated over to my local community college, Bakersfield College, Uh, was a great fit for me. I was just coming back home. I was trying to balance work, caring for my grandfather, lots of things. Uh, That didn't work out either. I didn't have time to finish balancing the rest that life had you know, thrown at me. Uh, so I didn't finish Bakersfield College until after I was a, a single mom with my son. Uh, and after that, I went to CSUB with the intention of having a double major in sociology and psychology. Um, and then more family started to grow. <laughs> so as I think a lot of moms realize you put your own education on the back burner with the intention that you'll get back to it. Um, and the getting back to it takes a little bit longer. So what brought me to CSUF was um, I wanted to to complete my degree, but I wanted a a CSU education. I wanted an education from an accredited, reputable, um, just above the board university, but I knew I needed the flexibility of an online school. And luckily CSUF offers um, online degree completion and it was in my major sociology.
0: So tell me a little bit more about like the online format of Cal State Fullerton. I don't know if you're too familiar with what we're doing now, but it's mostly just professors and students on Zoom. And everything we do is through a form or through a site called Canvas. And with it, we just do our assignments like normal and just submit it online. But the main difference is that instead of lectures being in person, it's through Zoom. So is this similar to how your lectures were and how you learned?
1: No, and that's the one thing that I can definitely um, tip my hat to this generation, this new, you know, concept of having to do classes through Zoom. Our online degree completion course—it's um, kind of like a menu. It's like a set. For your major, Um, you don't really get to pick between which type of ethics class you would choose to take or which type of cultural diversity class you'd like to take. Um, But the amazing thing is, the professors um, signed up for it, so they're prepared for it. They have online lectures recorded, they have you know notes, and they know when a resource is difficult to get, and so they do everything they can to provide for you additional resources and PDFs and anything that can help facilitate the lesson being learned. The lovely part about this well in advance prepped courses from the professors was um, it was very meticulous. So it was curated towards the lesson, towards the goal. Um, and it was in a format where you could pause and take more detailed notes if you wanted to. Um, and I was really grateful for that because sometimes I'd have to pause a lecture and go tend to something else or do something work related or do something family related. It was nice to be able to come back to the lecture, pick up where it left off and not miss a beat. So I have to really give it to the professors and students doing online learning, I'm sure it's um, a lot more challenging um, than the well thought out meticulously planned program that I got to participate in.
0: And uh, I just have a question with uh, the format that you took the classes in, uh, were there a lot of students who came right out of high school or maybe just a JC, or were there a lot of like adults trying to come back to get their degree and finish it up?
1: Um, It was mostly people like me, people that had had to defer their education to work full time. Um, When you try to balance commuting to a school, you have to factor in parking walking to your class, getting settled in. What if the class runs long? What if the you know, professor doesn't show up? Like, there's all these things you factor in. And as an adult, you can't fit that into your eight hour workday. There's no, there's no easy compromise. Um, even me who has um, CSUB locally here in Bakersfield, they didn't have anything near the, the program that CSUF had to support a student like me. So the majority of us were adults finally here to commit and get that degree finished. There were a few. Um, I wouldn't say straight out of high school, but I would say um, they they chose CSUF instead of um, like a community college or like UEI or University of Phoenix. Um, they chose CSUF specifically for the online content and, like I said before, the you know the above the board type of education. You know, well-accredited
0: university with a good reputation. Mm-hmm. And I like that you mentioned uh, that you were a project coordinator at a hospital before. So I wanted to touch on that a little bit. That was before you got your bachelor's at Cal State Fullerton. So a lot of people have this idea or this notion that, hey, if you don't get a degree, uh, you're going to be stuck working at a fast food place like McDonald's, but clearly that was not the case. So uh, what type of reassurance or what kind of like stereotypes can you break uh, and can you tell me right now? Because uh, you did not get a bachelor's degree prior to working at another job that is in a respected field and not like how many would say, you know, fast food or just working at like a shopping center.
1: Right, um, well, Bit of a hand up though, um, because I had, had the opportunity to go to BC and I had um, two associate degrees in sociology and psychology. I was lucky enough that I was already volunteering at the hospital um, as a stay-at-home mom who was you know, just trying to decide if she wanted to enter back into the workforce or if she needed to be home with the kids. I decided I wanted to volunteer. I wanted to help out. I had an opportunity to join um, a parent advisory board and that's where I met my very first mentor ever. Um, At my adult age, I found um, Nancy Carr, just this amazing person who wanted to connect with the patients and make the hospital better. And she asked if I would give feedback. So I started volunteering. um, And then a position became available to help coordinate patient experience and employee engagement um, retreats. And I was a good pick for them. I was familiar with the hospital. I was familiar with the patient needs. I had worked with Nancy in gathering a lot of the patient experience, um, testimonials. So I was familiar with the content and what the goal was. So if I hadn't had the associate degrees, I'm not that confident I would have been as great of a fit. And if I hadn't um, per, you know, produced you know, the, I think it was like 900 hours of volunteer work. Uh, it was a few years <laughs> that I had been a volunteer. Um, I might not have been an obvious pick and they may have wanted to go with somebody with a bachelor's degree, however, I will say that there are a lot of opportunities for students that are in transition from student to degree holder. So you can find a lot of really amazing internships or entry-level positions. If you know you wanna go into the healthcare field or if you wanna go into the car rental industry or if you wanna go into hospitality, You know, start looking at those entry-level positions, part-time work, something that helps facilitate the education and supplement the education that you're getting.
0: I see. So what kind of made you uh, major in sociology and uh, psychology and then eventually get your bachelor's in sociology uh, you mentioned before that when you went to Chapman University you were majoring in music so what kind of like sparked that change after so many years of maybe not going to college and then getting your associates
1: I, I mean I feel like I've done it all <laughs> when when music <laughs> wasn't working out for me um, I realized I was a passionate participant in music but I wasn't as devoted to it um, as a skill you know I loved music I loved playing flute, being in drama, singing, those were great extracurriculars, but I realized later on that wasn't what I wanted. I didn't want it to be a career. It kind of left a little bit of the joy in it. Um, so I had switched to an English major. I was a business admin major for a little bit. These did not resonate with me either. Um, I sat down with a counselor and they, you know, he asked, what are you good at? Like, What do you love doing? And I said, I love helping people. Like, I'm, I'm the oldest of five. I'm used to giving advice. I'm used to saying, you know, helping be a problem solver. Um, And I just like helping people. And he said, well, maybe you want to be a counselor or a psychologist. So that's how I got into um, psychology first. Then as I was completing my degree, um, one of my advisors said, you have a real knack for sociology. And then my counselor had said, you're one class away from having a sociology degree as well. You know, if you're interested in doing it, that, you know, would be a good option for you. By the end of that class, I had realized that I wanted to help women. I wanted to be like an, an abuse counselor or you know help um, help women and children that were leaving abusive situations.
0: And then like with Kelsey Fullerton, you mentioned prior that you've never stepped foot on campus because you just had an online program completely, but you still wanted to get involved as an alumni. So why is it important for you as like a school that you've never seen to get involved with it?
1: Um, like I said before, if you win the heart, the mind will follow. I felt so supported and so well taken care of as an online student. I never felt separate from the campus. You know, I'm proud of our colors. I'm, I would love to go to a game and cheer for people. <laughs> Once that starts happening again. Um, but it was it was that level of support that I felt, not not just from my counselor, but I mean, wow, the financial aid person, Jill Brower. Jill, oh, I can't remember her last name she was amazing. I, I owe like a high chunk of my degree to her because she was so on top of helping me navigate everything from afar, um, sending me documents, helping me, you know, navigate how to get things turned in. And she was phenomenal. And not only that, the, the team for the online degree to completion program, they were also by, you know, hands down so supportive. At one point I had gotten a little too uh, assertive with getting my classes done quickly. And I took a lot, which is great, but then I was down to only needing one class and that one class meant I didn't qualify for my financial aid. So I needed to find another class to put in and I was right on the deadline. I mean, I was hours away from missing a deadline. And the way that they all pulled together to help make sure that I was able to get into that class so that I could get my financial aid so that I wouldn't have to delay my education one more semester was phenomenal.
0: Sort of gonna plug this in like right here instead of at the end. Uh, we have our own like Titan Pro Network. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but it's similar to like a LinkedIn site where you can connect to basically anyone, but it is tailored directly towards Cal State Fullerton. So any staff, faculty, alumni, or another student, you can directly connect with them and reach out with them. And these are people like we have over a thousand alumni already signed up on Titan Pro Network. And with it, you can reach out to them for any advice, resume building, workshops, and just if you wanna mentor through that and you wanna see someone who went through the same degree or maybe is a, a student who went through the same experiences as you, it's a perfect place to find people like that. So I normally plug this at the end, but now that you mentioning like the mentorship <laughs> and finding other alumni through it, that's a perfect place where like people can connect with people from Cal State Fullerton as well.
1: And I agree, I mean, this what an amazing community. I, I've been a graduate since May. I've already attended several online events. I just attended um, salary negotiation yesterday to help me get more comfortable with salary negotiation. That's something that some people don't don't do, especially um, new grads. So I think there's a lot of support and resources in our own Titan community. So if you're looking for that mentor, or if you're looking for someone to just kind of give you support and advice, you know, this, like I call it big sis advice. I don't mind handing out big sis advice. Sometimes that's all you need is a cheerleader and somebody to say, you're, you're on the right track, don't give up.
0: Mm-hmm. And like you mentioned before, you were the oldest sibling and a lot of people who are like, uh, what's, the, what's the word for it? Not single, uh, as an only child. Uh, those who are an only child and maybe they're also a first generation student, uh, getting to campus and like not knowing a lot of the ins and outs of university, like just having someone else who could guide you through it and be a mentor through like your time at university is a perfect way to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, if I were to go on campus, I would need someone to mentor me because I wouldn't know where anything
0: is. (laughs) It's always that first time. I remember my first time on campus as a freshman. It's just, it's so difficult because it's different from like high school. It took me forever to find out where the buildings were, even for like the same classes I always took. And it took me until like my second year before I figured out, okay, there's McCarthy Hall. That's where my math classes are. It's a big campus. It's easy to get lost in it.
1: I I've, I've only seen pictures and maps but you know I'm sure it's beautiful some of, some of the pictures that you know they have on the website definitely looks like a place I would have liked to call home um, so I'm still still happy to go visit there one day and I think there's going to be a, a day in the future where I'll get to participate in some sort of alumni event on campus and I'll I'll be very proud that day
0: mm-hmm. they did just renovate the campus like a year or two ago and it is beautiful as a result kind of looks like one of those outdoor malls with like music playing with the speakers in the background and seats outside it really is beautiful. After all the changes and renovations they made. That's cool. I would like to. Do that. <laughs> it, it is great. Hopefully, one day you like once everything is over with the pandemic. Heard the vaccine is like coming out soon. So, once that is out, once everything gets back to normal, then hopefully, uh, we'd love to see you on campus, especially at the alumni office, and you can kind of see uh, where all the behind the scenes go goes on.
1: Yes, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I I mean, I definitely see myself as the type of person who wants to you know, be at the alumni booth, helping <laughs> get new new students excited about wearing their alumni hats in the future. So
0: that's definitely- and what we do like right at the end of graduation season, we try and get as many people as possible to sign up uh, to the alumni association because they're gonna be alumni in just like two months once they graduate. So that's where like the whole February, March, April scene comes in.
1: Yeah, I think that's the one, if I, if I was gonna offer up feedback on how to improve um, the online degree completion part is, like we're grads too, like we can't go to any of the booths and we can't, you know, do all of this. So like, they, I think there's really a, an opportunity to kind of cater to the online um, graduates that maybe are in Tennessee or Florida or South Dakota, you know, because they want to, we want to participate too. We, we want to be, you know, included in, in that experience even though we're distance learning.
0: Yeah, I feel like most people would think that like the online education system is part of a different university but in reality you guys are like the same thing as us students at a university just a different format of learning but everything should be available to both students and not not kind of be like secluded from you guys who take online classes instead of just everything because like if you think about it now anyone like let's say you didn't graduate this year but next year we would have been in the same position just taking online classes everyone from home so it's it's all the right. same at the end of the day
1: right I mean and um, I we didn't get you know, to walk the stage this year. Um, I'm not sure if I was gonna be able to make arrangements for that anyways, but I love that they were able to celebrate us virtually. I graduated, I think like 22 times because every time I entered the room, I was like, who wants to come to my graduation? <laughs> and I would just pull up my graduation slide and it would announce my name and everyone would say, yay.
0: <laughs> All right, so now we're back with Monica and we're gonna ask her some quick fire questions. And we want like quick responses to these like back to back. So we want to see how you fare up to like all the other alumni. And (laughs) I want to see like, are we, how similar are we with our preferences to some of these things?
1: Okay, I'm ready. I think I'm
0: ready. The first thing is coffee or tea? Tea. Tea. Uh, Undergrad or graduate school? Well, you you didn't take graduate school. Uh, Let's say uh, community college versus uh, Cal State Fullerton. Fullerton. Uh, are you an early bird or a night owl? Oh, I'm a night owl. You're a night owl, maths or language I, arts?
1: I do my best work between the hours of midnight and five a.m. Midnight and five a.m. There's nothing. My phone's not ringing. Everybody's asleep. I don't. I have the world to myself. So that's when I do my best
0: work. You know, I, I would say the opposite though, because like if you wake up from like five a.m. and then like five a.m. to like ten a.m., everyone is still asleep. Your phone's not ringing, and then. Yeah, no, I prefer, oh, when do you wake up then? What time do you wake up?
1: Well, I mean, right now I have the luxury where I can kind of sleep where needed. Oh, that's true, yeah. And the kids are distance learning. They're right in the rooms next to me. So mm-hmm. really don't have to like do anything. Their teachers are so well organized. They're every, you know, they're taken care of. And I'm basically like very low in tech support and they're usually having it fixed by the time I pull up my Google to find out what to do for them. <laughs>
0: All right, so math or language arts?
1: Oh, language arts.
0: (laughs) Language arts over math, most people don't like math. Math gets a bad rap. Math isn't that bad. Uh, In-person or online learning?
1: Online learning.
0: And then dog or a cat? Dog. Wait, you said online. You're the first person who said online. That just passed over me. Everyone loves in-person.
1: I mean, I, again, I I need that versatility. I don't have a, yeah, I prefer, and I love the adaptability, you know, that I can be here or I could be somewhere else, you know, I'm the, that versatility to be able to move around, that suits me very well. You don't have to worry about parking, yeah. you don't have to worry about hustling between, you know, like one building to the other because, I mean, I've never been on campus, but I'm guessing math is way far away from language arts.
0: <laughs> exactly. I, I guess like most people who choose in person, like their online experience was different from yours because theirs was like how Mines is with just Zoom everywhere instead of like a perfectly curated thing directly for uh, learners who are coming back trying to get their degree. In.
1: Yes, I think if you would have asked um, community college Monica, she would have said in person. Mm-hmm. I did love that connection with my professors, um, you know, the students, I loved, you know, having lunch on campus with your study group, like you can't you can't trade those experiences for anything else. So if you ask younger Monica, community college Monica, she would have said in person, But you got present day Monica today, so <laughs> I went with online. <laughs>
0: a dog or a cat? Dog. Do you have a dog or do you just want to know? We do. Oh, you do? What breed is it?
1: Um, well, she's a rescue, so oh, okay. but she looks most like an Australian Kelpie, so kind of like a short German shepherd.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. That's pretty awesome. How old is she? Do you know? She's two. Oh, she's only she's two. two in, in August. Basketball. Oh, well, happy birthday. <laughs> Thank uh, you. do you prefer a phone call or a text message
1: I'm split I obviously love to talk I can say things quicker in a two-minute conversation than texting it out so I'm kind of a
0: phone call girl all right <laughs> so to end it off uh, I just have a couple questions about like your degree I want you to kind of give a pitch you kind of did it earlier but uh where do you kind of like see people in sociology or even psychology going like if they just wanted to get their bachelor's or maybe not Uh, let's say, go for their doctorate and become like a full therapist or like a psychiatrist?
1: Right, Um, you know, I've toyed with the idea myself, do I want to go on for like, you know, full MSW or will I I stay with my bachelor's degree? Um, I'm happy where I'm at, but because I've found my love for projects. So I have um, an entry-level project management certification as well to kind of supplement, you know, the the experience that I have working at the hospital. but for me, the sociology degree is more about, like I said before, culture change, process change, um, leaning towards more diversity and inclusivity in companies and corporations. So if you're a sociology major and you're taking your you know, different classes. I mean, one, one of my favorite classes, where's the, where's the book? I still have all my books. Anyways, um, you're, you're, you've got your leadership classes, you've got your um, ethnicity and race class. I mean, what a huge topic for people to really get into, especially right now, with this political climate and all of the change that we're hoping to see in these upcoming years. Um, I think right now is such a great time to be a sociologist because if you're applying for any job, really, um, it's such a great thing to be able to say, if you're looking for someone who's educated in diversity and inclusion and ethics and leadership, you're looking for a sociologist. You may think you're looking for, you know, an administrative assistant, or you may be looking for, you know, this type of job or that other type of job, but you're looking for a sociologist because we definitely have that um, extensive education in how cultures work and how groups work, communities. So if you're looking for a state job, something that helps you get more involved in your community or correct something um, that's going on in, in in your community, even politically, I think sociology is, has so much variation, you know? And if you have a psychology background, that's great too. I mean, I chose sociology more over psychology because I realized I wanted to deal more with communities and and helping groups of people or groups of um, specific people. Now I'm really looking towards diversity and inclusion You know, as a huge part of what I hope to have in a career one day. Um, But if you're into psychology as well, understanding how individuals work and what their needs are, how to accommodate those needs and how to help people adapt to this new way that we're hoping to usher in 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 the upcoming decades Um, I think that's a really noble profession to go into as well, because so many people looked to um, mental health during this pandemic. Um, People needed someone to help them adapt to either isolation or, you know, being alone with yourself for a long time really makes you reflect on who you are. And I think the field of psychology is going to grow immensely because I think people are finally realizing that taking your mental health, your personal mental health seriously is an important aspect of being your whole self.
0: Mm -hmm. It seems like sociology is such like a broad area that even if you don't know what you're going to do in college, it's just like good to fall back and say, hey, if I do sociology, I'll have such like a broad range available to me. Whereas like a lot of other like degrees that you might get, like let's say something in computer science or mathematics to kind of like stuck on one specific field that it might be difficult to change later on or find a career that interests you later on. Whereas sociology, you're bound to find something that you might be interested in.
1: Right. I mean, and it gives you so many um, options. That's really how I learned and adapted and, you know, kind of transitioned from wanting to focus on gender studies to wanting to be a little bit more, you know, on the, you know, diversity and inclusion track. But with the sociology degree, you get all of it. You know, you really, you really do get a nice, well-rounded exposure to not just um, women's studies and gender studies. Um, you get, you know, your, F, your ethnicity and race studies and leadership. And it's just really well-rounded, I think, for, where people are going. You, we still need math majors. We still need engineers. Um, I just consider myself a social engineer. You know, it's a, it's a slight variation of what you're looking for. Um, I will never pretend I can build a rocket. And we still need people that do that. So <laughs> if you're a process thinker, like my best friend, he, he knew when he was in fourth grade, he wanted to be um, in computers. Like, Good for him. I had nine different majors. <laughs> so it took me a while to find something that had the versatility that I was looking for. Um, and I think sociology is great for people who want to help communities and um, help people and engage in different ways and kind of be, you know, versatile when it comes to process and culture change.
0: Mm-hmm. And I just have a quick question. What does success mean to you? And how is it like the idea of success changed from, let's say, when you were in community college getting your associates till now?
1: Oh, man, I thought to be successful, uh, community college, Monica, that I just wanted to be able to have a well-paying, you know, top tier job um, so that I could provide for me and my only son at the time. And now success looks way different. Success looks like, I mean, I feel like I'm kind of doing it. I've got the education that I've been longing for um, and I pursue it constantly. I'm still pursuing it. I'm currently studying for um, the PMP exam because I do wanna become a project management professional and what a great time to, you know, be able to study for that and accomplish that. Um, So for me, success is never stop growing. know to put yourself in a position where you don't lie stagnant if you're able to um, comfortably be in a place where you enjoy yourself and you enjoy your family and you are able to pursue knowledge that's successful
0: i see yeah a lot of people get like stuck on the idea that success is just earning as much money as possible but in reality there's so much more behind it and as you get older you kind of like understand that there's a lot of like personal growth that could come In your idea or definition of success saying hey i'm not the best version that I can be as of now and getting money might not make me there instead. Doing something like maybe finishing an education or maybe getting another certification or degree might help me better myself and that will be my definition of success.
1: yeah absolutely I mean for me I don't I don't want to be done growing and I don't want to be done learning um that's how we start to get a little held in our ways and we stop considering others' perspectives, you know, we stop considering. And, and that can be detrimental when you have even young kids in your family or you're in a community position or if you're in your just regular corporate job that you've refused to stop learning and growing, um, you're gonna become unhappy. And I think for me, I found my success is my happiness, you know, how with everything going on, you know, if you can find reasons to be happy every day, um, you're successful. And to, to just trust and rely that as long as you're growing yourself, that you're going in the right direction. Mm
0: -hmm. And to end it off, I'm just curious, what are some quick tips you would give to, let's say current Cal State Fullerton students or students who are in college right now, uh, dealing with like an online format?
1: Well, lots, (laughs) find your study hours, find what works best for you, because in this um, pandemic era, we're all napping or, you know, Zooming with people or we're vibing at all weird hours of the day, carve out what time works for you and dedicate it to your self-growth, your education. Um, And like for me, I I realized it was between midnight and 5 a.m. was my sweet spot. That's where I was really able to commit to my education and reading and writing my papers and proofreading. Um, But for others, uh, logistically, depending on working hours and who else that you live with, it might be better for you to say the hours from, you know, three to five are, are mine alone. So really carve out your time that's meant for studying. I have a sign on the door that everybody respects in my house, um, I'm very blessed that way. Um, but fi- find your space and find your workspace, that space that's dedicated for work. I know people have said it before, try not to do everything from your bed. It's comfortable, but it's a little too comfortable. And it's gonna be a really hard adjustment when we get back to a different way of doing life and we can't do it from our bed. So try to like make it to a table or make it to a desk. And that's really the the best advice I can give people that are trying to do their education right now.
0: Mm -hmm. It kind of gives you like a different mindset once you get out of bed, once you get up, make the bed and now you're at a desk, it kind of, so just that mindset turns off like comfort and turns on, uh, start working and get stuff done.
1: Yes, I mean, I went through a patch where I, you know, it was warmer in the bed and I could still read and highlight and take notes, Um, but you get kind of lethargic. And you start realizing I'm not retaining as much because there's just something about that mental switch from leaving the warmth and laziness of your bed and, you know, sitting at a desk and stretch a lot. (laughs) Please stretch. (laughs)
0: Stretching is awesome. Everyone should do it.
1: Right. I should do more, but yes, please stretch. It's so important.
0: (laughs) All right. So thank you so much, Monica, for joining us on the podcast today. I know we talked a lot about your experiences at Cal State Fullerton and how you did it all in a non-traditional sense. And it really was like great advice to me. And I bet to a lot of people who are going through Cal State Fullerton maybe in the same experience as you where it's not in the same boat of most students. So um, I hope that you get on Titan Pro Network. And then if you do want to reach out to Monica, Titan Pro Network is the way to go. And you can also reach out to so many other alumni and even alumni we've interviewed in the past, just to talk to them about the episode or anything that you liked uh, from the episode or any advice that you do want or any experiences you do want to hear. So yeah, so thank you again, Monica, for joining us on the podcast.
1: No problem. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it.